Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one secure page of Talmud each day. And in today's pages, Bava Kama 45 and 46, we learn a lot about how seriously our ancestors thought about security. Have a listen. The Mishnah teaches, if the ox's owner conveyed it to an unpaid bailey or to a borrower or to a paid bailey or to a renter, they enter into the responsibilities and liabilities and place of the owner. The sages taught, there are four people who enter into the responsibilities and liabilities and place of the owner. And they are an unpaid bailey and a borrower, a paid bailey and a renter. If the oxen killed people while in the possession of one of these people, if the oxen were innocuous at the time they killed, they are killed and the baileys are exempt from paying ransom. If they were forewarned, they are killed and the baileys pay ransom. And regardless if they were innocuous or forewarned, the baileys are liable to return the value of the ox to its owner with the exception of an unpaid bailey. In other words, when it came to the task of guarding animals, a biggish job in an agrarian society like the one the rabbis were living in, the rabbis gave careful consideration to precisely who was worthy of being trusted with our safety and our security and our well-being. Is a paid bailey worthy of our trust? What about an unpaid bailey? The question isn't just theoretical. It forces us to examine the motivation of those we hire and trust to serve and protect. And sadly, it's a very relevant question for us American Jews these days. Ever since October 7, synagogues across the country have been ramping up their security. The federal government stepped in as well. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, an arm of Homeland Security, just published a guide the other week entitled Physical Security Performance Goals for Faith-Based Communities, which gives houses of worship such advice as Trim your hedges so as not to give attackers places to hide. And a fortune has been spent on institutional security, with some estimates putting the number each community pays each year at anywhere between 50k and $150,000. The story of Thomas Devlin, though, should give us all pause. Last year, Devlin, a 24-year-old veteran of the National Guard, was arrested after he posted on social media that he was about to attack the Columbus Torah Academy, an Orthodox day school in Ohio. The playground is about to turn into a self-defense situation, he posted. None of his friends did anything. It took the mother of a fallen fellow National Guardsman logging onto the forum by accident to notice the threats and report Devlin to the authorities. When he was arrested, agents recovered 25 firearms from his home, as well as night vision goggles, ballistic plates, a ballistic helmet, lots of ammo, and a 3D printer kit that converted semi-automatic rifles into fully automatic weapons. Thomas Devlin's arrest likely curtailed an unspeakable tragedy. But here's the truly terrifying part of the story, the part that didn't get reported nearly enough. Thomas Devlin was employed as a security guard, working at the Columbus Torah Academy itself. As everyone from the White House to Jewish federations cheers for more swollen budgets for security, very few people are asking the more profound question, the one raised in today's page of Talmud, the one concerning motivation. Sure, security companies have pretty good vetting processes, but really there's very little, if anything, 
stopping a moderately more clever version of Thomas Devlin, hell-bent on mass murder, from slipping through the cracks. And sadly, there's also very little, if anything, stopping the Jewish community's declared foes from co-opting the process altogether. Writing in Tablet Magazine last month, Armin Rosen broke some troubling news. The Secure Community Network, he reported, the largest Jewish security umbrella organization founded by the Conference of Presidents of Major Jewish Organizations and the Jewish Federations of North America, was run by a man named Michael Masters. Michael Masters is a former deputy and close associate of Ali Soufan, a former FBI agent and national security expert. And Soufan, as recently as last year, served as the head of the Qatar International Academy for Security Studies. Several of Sufan's former employees and associates also had strong ties to Qatar, a major supporter and financier of Hamas. In 2021, for example, Michael Masters delivered remarks at a conference called the Global Security Forum. He was, Rosen reported, the panel's second speaker, sandwiched between Qatar's prime minister and the president of the Emirates' leading private university. And rather than rushing to Pittsburgh in the aftermath of the deadly attack at the Tree of Life synagogue there, Masters was in Doha, introducing a fireside chat with Qatar's defense minister in an event organized by Soufan's firm. In identifying itself so closely with the U.S. establishment and its avatars like Ali Soufan, Rosen wrote, the leadership of the American Jewish community has perhaps made a fundamental error about where the threats to Jewish security lie. On October 7, the Qatari Foreign Ministry, whose chief spokesman continues to serve as president of the Qatar International Academy for Security Studies, according to two Qatari government biographies, proclaimed that Israel alone was responsible for the atrocities perpetrated against its citizens. And so, here's hoping that whoever's responsible for keeping us all safe pays particular attention to today's page of Talmud. Well-trained, armed congregants, for example, are a far more efficient solution to the problem of security, guaranteeing not only significantly lower costs, but also much pure motivations. It's time for all of us to rethink what and who should keep us safe. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirt and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.